What's up, people? Dave Mansfield here. Welcome to episode one of the Racing Exposed podcast. I'm actually standing on my, well, just at the balcony uh, of my hotel in Abu Dhabi, looking over the Yas Marina circuit, which is pretty awesome. So thanks to GCK for putting me up here. That's that's decent. But yeah, this is going to be um, a pre-recorded segment of uh, the the first podcast, basically. Uh, with a super special guest, so hopefully you guys and girls enjoy it. And we're day one now um, of the World RX Championship, starting in the next couple of hours. So hopefully we can do a follow-up podcast uh, with the guest that's on today, and hopefully you guys enjoy it. So check it out. And we're live. Check it out. Episode one, Racing Exposed. I'm here, Dave Mansfield, with... Who am I with? Dan Rook. Dan Rook. <laughs> Dan Rook. So, cheers for jumping into the show today. The plan for this is a bit sort of off the cuff. No one really knows what's happening with World RX. Um, we're both going to be working at all the World RX rounds this year. So, I'm going to be in with a team. You're going to be in with IMG. Yeah, so I'm going to be doing all of the co commentary um, nice. for every round this year in the World RX. So, get to travel around with you and see your faces every weekend. Unlucky. So. <laughs> so I, th- I thought, well, why not jump on to a, a quick show with Dan and sort of explain a bit about what I think is missing at the moment in not just World RX, but in racing. Like, no one really gets to see behind the scenes um, of any of the series. Like, so the UFC, in my opinion, does like a really, really good job at showing the fans like all the behind the scenes, like the, the run up to the fights and the big events that they run, like some stuff in the off season. Uh, and when the fighters are actually out of uh, season and that kind of thing, but you ne- you don't get that with motorsport. And I, I I watched the F1 documentary that's on Netflix the other day, and it's so rad like to have that as a document in the whole process. And I thought, well, the easiest way for me to like give a bit more exposure to the world of racing and the t- to the world of RX in in our eyes, you know, is partner up with someone that's going to be at all the rounds as well. You've got a decent voice to go on, on, on podcast <laughs> and uh, and you're also obviously going to be doing the commentary on, on TV as well so that's going to be cool I, what do you want to see what would you want to see as like a fan of the of the sport because I'm a fan of the sport for sure and I think you probably are as well not just the driver <laughs> yeah like, definitely you, obviously it's cool to see the, the other drivers like pinging it around the, like flat backwards into the corners in the, in the first corner <laughs> at every every racetrack so like there's but what do you what is it that you want to see like what what would you want access to? I mean, obviously, we're both fortunate that we get to see all the behind-the-scenes stuff, so maybe we take it a bit for granted. But um, yeah, you know, when when you got the guys at home that maybe don't see everything, you know, maybe jumping in and you know catching someone when they've just I don't know come out of the steward's room. <laughs> oh, now that that would be good. I, now I don't know if we're going to be allowed to get some of this access, but we can certainly review like some of the most controversial and some of the most epic moves every every race weekend and I think like even just a one podcast per World RX event and then do some other stuff and get some guests on the on the show that kind of thing uh, you know people that are also drivers not necessarily in World RX but you know in racing and just show them some of the stuff that, that we're getting up to and what, what we get to see obviously on a race weekend because people from like we, we were speaking just before this uh, we started press record on this uh, show and we were speaking about people like Max Coates who 
has seen rallycross, has been part of rallycross, has had some tests in rallycross. Now he's gone back to British touring cars, and the, the support category in British touring cars is what he's racing this year, I believe. Like, imagine how boring that is in comparison. Like, <laughs> is that just me, or is it like crazy boring? Like, I feel like, you know, I don't know. It'd be cool to get him on the show and have and abuse him for a bit and just find out why he's doing that rather than RX. What, what do you reckon the reason that is? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's just got a bit of a longer attention span than us, you know. <laughs> any more than six laps and I'm asleep, so. <laughs> six laps, yeah. And then that's probably why you get some of the drivers that can't even bother to get into the semi-finals because they know that their attention span is four laps. But <laughs> I think that'll change this year. Like, So let's let's discuss, obviously, uh, Coley, Andrew Coley, your partner in crime in the uh, commentary box, has done a super good job at getting some of the drivers on for Instagram Live. And that's epic, but that's off his own back. Like he started that off his own channel, and then it was World RX that was like, ah, oh, yeah, this might be a good idea. And I completely agree, but we, there's no follow-up from that. And I felt like that someone needed to jump on and just, you know, that has access, that can speak to the drivers, that can speak to the people in the paddock. And you know, I, I thought like just just RX might be a bit boring, but maybe it's not. Maybe we can build up a, you know, a decent amount of content around just rallycross. But what's the um, What's the the easiest way? Do you think? Do you reckon a podcast, or do you reckon like we should mix it up, podcast and some vlogs, or some you know some mini edits in the season, some interviews? What do you reckon? I mean, I'm sure mixing it up is going to be a good option. You know, um, there might be some controversial moves that we see through the uh, through the year, maybe do a bit of an analysis on it. Yes, we could like that. I'd, so, I'd be so up for that. Like, just a, we can basically break down some of the craziest moves in rallycross which there's tons by the way i'm sure we can jump on youtube and find find some stuff there to to analyze and maybe shoot a video around that that'd be cool so are you agree is this you agreeing like by the way i just door stops down on this he didn't even know i just pulled the ipad out we, we hit record on the uh, ipad so <laughs> we're sit where are we at the moment tell people where we are we're in taunton city center in like this really cool barbecue burger joint place called Hubox um, and we've just had the biggest meals you can imagine <laughs> and uh, yeah we did a steak and a massive burger and the steak was like a tomahawk steak or something I never even yeah, seen anything like that big 800 gram steak that was for two <laughs> and Mansfield just smashed the thing on his own <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yes I did cheers Hubbox for, for the space they didn't know that we'd be recording a podcast I'm sure but they some of the people are still eating downstairs but we managed to come upstairs to the bar and there's a, a couple of people wandering around but we just uh, we found the corner looking over the, the high street here and it's going to be I think this is going to be the place where we're going to do some of the like analysis between events I think this should, <laughs> this should be the place these two chairs this table this bar but that's, that's pretty cool some good food before so we've got um, round one coming up uh, Abu Dhabi. I thought Abu Dhabi was Dubai. I thought it was the same place. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I had no idea. I just thought Dubai, yeah. And apparently it's not the same place. There's like two different places. But yeah, I mean, to me it's the same. What's the... Uh, have you been there before? No, never been, no. Have you ever been anywhere like Middle East before or not? No, no. I don't even know what to expect. Like, my family's been out there and I was like, no, I'm okay. I don't want to go. Like, this is like 10 years ago or whatever. And uh, I just... I don't even know what to expect. Like I've seen some of the stuff at the track, and it looks pretty rad. Like there's some, there's a crazy jump. 
I can't see him leaving the jump like that, can you? No. I mean, you, you see, like, you can see the gouge marks where the cars were jumping just for the, <laughs> just for the media day. And I think it's definitely going to be putting, like, some, like, engine mounts out of place or something if they leave it like that. So, so I spoke to uh, Ollie Bennett, and his feedback was the first time he hit the jump, he basically landed to flat, which meant, meant that there was not enough, like, after the car landed for him to actually have a soft landing. So he just landed flat on the ground. And I think what happened <laughs> was that he he winded himself or something he was saying and he had to pull off halfway through. Oh, Dan's phone's going off. Who is it, Dan? My uh, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan's on, on uh, borrowed time at the moment. But yeah, we, we just wanted to jump on super quick uh, just to have a laugh, discuss the state of uh, racing at the moment and the fact that clearly there's not enough content going out around it. I think it'd be super cool to do um, maybe like a weekly show or especially a couple of shows around the World RX weekend, like a recap of a bit about what's been happening. Maybe, you know, interview some of the drivers. I'm sure we could get an interview with some of the drivers, would you reckon? Yeah, I think so. I'm sure there's going to be some people up for it. And I think it'll be good because you're going to see all the races that I don't necessarily see as well, which is, which is good because obviously you're going to be commentating on them. So um, I think that's going to be... Going to be a good insight. I think one thing that's going to be awesome is, uh, I mean, some people know how bonsai. Uh, we're okay. We're all good, thank you. Yeah, we'll be we'll be down in a sec. Thank you so much. That is the lovely lady that's brought us all of the food and all of the drink. <laughs> Just making sure that we're okay. <laughs> that's cool. We're not we're not editing this, by the way. This is on the iPad, straight raw. Our thoughts about what's coming up. So I'm. I want Dan on as much as it, as much as possible because he's going to see tons more as I, as I was saying. So yeah, I think like some of the stuff that I'm going to catch that you're going to miss where you're like working is going to be like the working. Well, I say working when you're going to be pretending to be working, looking at a laptop, pressing the button, and being like, "You're not fast enough." Yeah, that's um, totally true. But, uh, <laughs> is well, anyway, it's going to be like some of the Banzai European boys making some ridiculous moves. There's and... some there's some young kids now in supercars like. And there's some people that haven't had tons of experience in supercar, like racing against like people like Baccarat and mm. even Balmanis now. He's not like so Balmanis was fairly new, but he's like one of the most experienced people in the paddock now, mm. based on the amount of driving that he's done and testing that he's done. So I'm I'm super stoked to see how like people like Balmanis get on, but also how uh, people like Ollie Bennett get on. Like I'm I'm rooting for Bennett because he, he's just like happy go lucky, super rad, like rocks up with a car no expectations just absolutely rip it good engine in that car yeah running a people engine people custom engine so mate if he doesn't if he doesn't school people this year because now the volkswagens are out yeah like like what you were saying about petter like what's what's happened there has he been testing the car or uh i'm not sure i've I've got no idea what's happening with petter now so 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 petter's not entered we know that yeah i'm just wondering if he's if Ollie's managed to commandeer Petter or Oliver at the end of uh, South Africa, because I saw them having oh, a chat. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, um, obviously, I worked with Ollie in in South Africa, and um, it was the the day after the event. He chucked uh, Oliver Solberg in the car. Oh, he actually drove. He, yeah, he drove just a couple laps for them and helped them set up the car. Oh, wicked! So, so that car should be a lot better than what it was, obviously. Because they were having troubles, like it was switching end over end, and I don't think that was all Ollie. Although we rip him for it, that clearly <laughs> wasn't all Ollie. I think there was some setup stuff with the car going on, but and that's the hard thing. I think if, if you, unless you've got a teammate, it's actually pretty difficult. 
like you're just you're on your own really and you're just trying to make one change every time like so you know what's happening but you might get greedy make a few changes and then go backwards whereas you haven't got a teammate to like put out on a slightly different setup and see what's best i think that's the biggest problem but yeah people like even ollie with one year's experience he's coming in against like the ridder and some people that are new in supercar mm. it's i mean these these guys have got talent like there's, there's some real talented kids in there you should be in a supercar let's be honest but, yeah, but my pockets aren't deep enough your pockets aren't deep enough no that's <laughs> let's just call it what it is like it is budget is massive like in world rx we all know that so you either make money and a little bit of it in the sport or you or you spend an absolute ton mm. of whoever's money you can get hold of <clears throat> which has basically been the case for everyone in like world motorsports apart from maybe a few of the top f1 drivers and top rally drivers yeah, but exactly. everyone thinks like, this is so crazy to me everyone thinks like people like Backrid, right he's in my opinion like, I might be slightly biased but he's one of the best drivers in the championship for rallycross as a discipline right now as in he should be a paid driver and it gets to the point where the some of the manufacturers are pulling out some of the uh, teams are you know finding it hard to secure budget so they're moving away to different like spin-off championships you know you've got nitro uh, world games or whatever it's called over in america which is travis pastrana's brainchild he's uh, figuring out how to do some like epic rallycross courses so you've got some people going over like moving to america to do that you've got arx that is happening i think again this year yeah i think so yeah currently released so so and then you've got all of the european like spin-offs so you've got is it glc europe is GLC that the correct europe's name it's just started up now so you've got nordic championship as well is it yeah is that is that going to be a standalone rally x nordic rally x nordic okay um so they go around all the scandinavian countries obviously or nordic countries um, so they're doing visits to, uh, I think they go to Riga this year, um, so the track in Riga. Yeah. Uh, obviously Julius, I think Hell's on the calendar, I'm not sure. Sweden, Norway and Latvia, like three, and three amazing tracks. Like Finland as well and Denmark. Arkuvala mm. in Finland? Oh wow. Yeah, so that is a real strong championship. So it's not a surprise to me that you're seeing some of the drivers either double up on some of the events that and two different championships, but I mean, if you're a driver now and you've got budget, you've got a lot of options. But, yes. And I mean, to be even, even like World Rallycross with the top five or six drivers pulling out and then only one or two of them coming back in now, yeah. like it's more open than it's ever been. But you, when, when you look at it, it's so crazy. You've got like Andreas and Liam who clearly aren't being paid to drive. That's going to be a, a project that's funded by sponsors if, it, you know, mm. if it's not their own money. And uh, I just think that is absolutely crazy when you've got a driver like Andreas who somehow is the top of his game, basically. Mm. He, he pretty much finished second last year. Okay, there was a, a couple of mishaps, but he was nearly level with points with Ekstrom who did actually finish second. So in my opinion, Andreas with a couple of good strategy calls would have ended up second, and that's fine. So I think, crikey, like the, the kid that has got that much talent that comes second, and he still has to, I mean, I don't even know what it costs. Like, what is it, a million to run for the year? Yeah, there's been some teams quoted at that. <laughs> a million? Like, that is so crazy. So if it's, if it's a million to run the year, like, how is a, you know, a kid from Devon, like you, Dan, men are find a million? Like, and how's people like Andreas, a normal kid from, like, Bergen in Norway, no matter how much talent you've got, like, it, it is a business now. Massively, you know, and all the, obviously all the teams, privateers, you know, it's, it's their business. It's not something that they do just for fun it's well, their way of making money they've got to pay the mechanics they've got to pay yeah, that's you know, that's truckies so true. and everything so um, you know it's all customer racing you know apart from 
when you did have the manufacturers in there, they were able to you know pay for development and pay mechanics and things like that. And you know, I'm not sure what the deals were when the factory drivers were in, but um, yeah, it wasn't going to be loads of money because it no. costs so much as a program, doesn't it? That's the thing. Exactly. Like when you when you think like Ford come in for a couple of years, that the bill on that was just crazy, mm. and then to, just to leave is it's mind blowing. But you know, and they had one of the biggest stars in like motorsport and doing all the marketing for them and they couldn't even like figure that out on that side on the financial side so it's it's so crazy to me that like it's it's a real high level but it's more than just the level it's like the the talent is there but the business doesn't get any cheaper it doesn't ever get cheaper to do rallycross which is crazy <laughs> like there's all these these people talking about like budget cuts and stuff but it doesn't ever get cheaper and that is so nuts to me Exactly. I mean, the thing is, like, maybe when IMG look at the calendar and reduce the amount of events. So is it down to uh, ten events now? Down to ten. Yeah, down to ten events wow. now. Um, so what events got cut? Uh, so we uh, Austin, Austin, and um, Esterin. Oh, Germany. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's two out. I should probably have known that already, but <laughs> I, I'm sure I've looked at the calendar. I know the first. I I take it one event at a time. I know where the first one is, and it's far. Have to get on a flight well, again. That's a new event in as well, so you must have had others dropped as well. Was there? Was it eleven or twelve last year? Event twelve, I think. Twelve last year. I don't know. Maybe not. We should. We should <laughs> probably be better prepared. But let's be honest. That's part of the fun. So, who are you excited to see uh, this year? Like, who? Who's your money on? Like, you've driven against Cyril. You've driven against uh, Derrida, have you? Before? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And RX two. So, are you secretly backing them, or do you want them to get? It handed to them basically <laughs> because you know that you should be there. Uh, I mean, it's it's not exactly the nicest thing to say, that is it? If, uh, if that's the case, <laughs> but no, I mean, Cyril was Cyril was a class act. You know, you saw his performance when he did. Yeah, he's not out of the car. Like he's no, exactly. He's super pro. Yeah, and um, he when he was in the Euros last year, obviously he missed one event and was still come the end of the season like a title contender with missing one round. You know, he yeah, was, which is big. How many rounds were there? I think it was five rounds. Wow. So five so, rounds missed one. Yeah, <laughs> and he's still up there, podiumed in the... In the... Imagine like, taking 20% off either <laughs> your budget or just not doing a round and then still being in contention. That's nuts. Yeah, so you know, he's a proper weapon. and He had a good car under him last year. I think it was an ex uh, Hanson Peugeot, um, the one that Kevin drove in 17 so it's a good bit of kit underneath him I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Derrida can do in a supercar in, that's my personal like, opinion that's who I'm obviously I'm a little bit biased like with GCK but I, I want to see him do quite well and I, and I think he will I think he'll rise to it but I mean it's hard but can you imagine being in Norway in the RX cartel camp <laughs> when you've got Liam and Andreas and half, half of Norway love you half of Norway don't <laughs> I mean, let's oh, just go. Let's just I go there. This is going. This is going to be so good. <laughs> like Li- Liam is might gonna. He might have a tough weekend there in hell. It might actually be hell. Ruffle but, some feathers. Yeah, ruffle some feathers. No, that's cool. But I, I'm I'm super stoked to see if Liam can like hang uh, with Andreas because Andreas has had all the seat time in that car. Mm. That car won't have been changed too much. And we know it's a difficult car to drive as well. Obviously, you spoke to Andreas before, and yeah, he like he was open about it. He said, "I can't believe." how Extreme can make this car go so quick. Like that car isn't the best car in the championship and it might just be one of the best cars now because the Volkswagen and uh, some of the per- like the latest Peugeots are, are out. But 
you know, against the Megans and against the the Fords and the Hyundai's, like that's no, that's not a much better car if even level with them. Mm. Like it's just that Andreas and Matthias were able to push to the absolute limit. So I'm I'm excited to see um, Liam to see if he can get up to speed with uh, Andreas and how quickly he can adapt to that, um, which will be interesting. But yeah, it's it's the Ridder for me. Like I, I want to see. I want to see that kid do well and see that if he can mix it up with the like from early as well. You, you know what it's like when you jump in a supercar for the first time. Like you can see, I've seen you, I've seen Nath, I've seen a bunch of people do it, and they get in and it's like, oh, this isn't actually that hard. Yeah. I can go, and then oh, we're still running. I thought I thought we just stopped. The iPad went dark. Now we're good. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they're like yeah yeah we can keep pushing we can keep pushing we can go faster 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 and either you run out of talent or you aren't quick enough mm. so and that's pretty much how it is with supercar i think like it's the cars are so good now like to a level but that last five percent is all driver oh yeah 100 percent. and it's so easy to overcook it with supercar as well they're so you know they're so fast and you're launching yourself into a corner and it's so easy to just run a bit wide especially with changing track conditions and everything like that so uh, you know, part of that five percent is a bit of self-control to not hang the ass out too much. And yeah, on every gravel corner, yeah, yeah, to yeah keep open sure. in a straight line. So, um, you know, there's a bit of a fine line with it between pushing your absolute limit and not overdoing it. So I'm, I'm rooting for uh, the GCK boys. Obviously, I, I want to see Derrida like cane it in the first couple of rounds and hopefully, like, at least be chasing for a good final position. And then I'm keen to see, obviously, how Liam gets on. Who, who's your money on, or who's, who do you want to see do well? Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm not really of a biased opinion. Um, but I'd like to see... I've, I know Stard have got a new development to their car this year. Have they? Uh, I believe so, yeah, new development. And is there three drivers for that team? Two or is drivers. it two? Okay. Um, one car is... I think they're using it as a bit of a customer car. Okay. Uh, and the other one is Balmanis in a permanent car. Oh, so Balmanis. Um, so interested to see how that car gets on. It's a good, um, you know, the car they had last year was a good concept. They had a, yeah. a Pipo engine running, um, you know, an R5 sort of chassis that's been developed. So is that um, like, would that be similar to like one of the M Sport cars, like the M Sport Fiesta cars? Yeah, very similar. Sure. Yeah, just, so with, um, just with Stards doing on top of it. Stards development on top. So for a style, yeah, bringing it. Mm. Now that'd be cool. No, I think. So have you spoke to Balmanis? Uh, no, I haven't got in touch with him before the season, but I'm heading out a day early to Abu Dhabi to try and catch up with some guys and see their thoughts are on it. Yeah, that that'd be pretty cool. And that's the other good thing, like that, having Dan on board. Like he's not really agreed to it, but I'm going to make him. So, <laughs> but having him like jump on the Racing Expose show, and especially on the RX uh, stuff, I think it'll be so cool because he'll get he'll as he says he'll be going out to the events early. He'll be able to get the inside scoop in in what's happening in World RX much more than I will because you can literally walk into every tent now yeah and nick all their food all their drink and then abuse them and then they'll say thank you whereas if I walk in they'll just be marching me straight back out like I can imagine what would happen if I just walked straight into Gronholm's tent <laughs> they'd be like uh leave leave please I think I, I get on with a couple of the drivers uh, we didn't it's crazy because you've got drivers with the caliber of like Timo mm. Timo Schrader and I it's so crazy. There's such a mix in the field this year. Like it can actually be the best year of World Rallycross. Yeah. And obviously we've got a new car coming in with the Skoda Fabia. As oh well. yeah, yeah. Of the course. ES yeah. Motorsport. So um, who's the drivers for that? 
Uh, I will have to learn their names. <laughs> he doesn't know already. Good. Hang on, I'm, I'm just going to try it. I'm going to try and pull up, <laughs> pull up an entry. Quick Google work. <laughs> so good. No, I, I think it's going to be like, I, I was really worried, honestly. Like, I was looking at the championship thinking, I don't know if I'm even going to have a job. Like, it's, it's crazy because at the end of the la- like last year, it was looking slim. Like, all these drivers pulling out, you had, like, Volkswagen gone, so that's the world champion and the ex-world champion. With Petter and Johan, they're gone, and they're so rewarding to watch. Like, mm. when you... I mean, even driving... Masters at art. Yeah, like, like they just... Masters at work. They're really impressive, and... You know, just watching doing... them on the track, how, where they put the car. Like, Johan doesn't miss a single apex. No. Petter somehow doesn't miss an apex going backwards. <laughs> like, and it's, it's just too different. But yeah, and, like when I was doing the commentary jobs we'd have like a, a camera riding on board with them and like it's literally they'll never like cross their arms when they're on the steering wheel yeah which yeah. is like unheard of in a rallycross car exactly so they're literally they're always super within, in control within the first bit of movement of the, of the wheel and it just the car was so well balanced that they were able to put it anywhere they wanted and get it turned in and, and what have you so it was uh, you know it's a very ultimate package and we know how precise Christofferson is you know he he'd smash a final by six seconds and you know blitz it but then he'd be you wouldn't be happy because he lost two temps on one corner and one lap you know that's how yeah. accurate he is so um, and what do you think about the handsome boys back like they're not in the car necessarily that is the best per, uh, best Peugeot that we've seen I don't know I've heard I, I spoke to um, Kenneth Hansen out in um, Nitro World Games and yeah. he actually said the the earlier model of the Peugeot was faster than the one that Peugeot Sport came out with. Oh, so, so uh, the car could be really car good. Car could be the one, and I'm keen to see how Kevin gets on in an equal car to Timmy now. Oh, well, not ju- I, I don't even think equal car. I don't even worry about the equal car. I worry about the fact that Kevin never actually got to drive a race because mm. he was driving as a third driver in the team. Yeah. So like, that's your pawn, if you like. That's the one you sacrifice out yeah. to let the, the other drivers go like, because that's what you do if you're a team that, with three cars and only two score championship points as they did last year. So, I, yeah, I think I totally forgot like the fact that he's actually got the ability to win, mm. but also now he will be allowed to potentially win. Yeah. So that could be, that could be a great shot. And yeah, Kevin's, you know, I, I know that they're, you know, obviously they're very equal, the brothers, and Kevin being the youngest has always not quite been on a level field with Timmy, so. If they're on a level field, on you reckon it's gonna field, be? I think it's gonna be going a bit more to Kevin's way now. Oh, it's good. So you're backing Kevin. I'm going to back Kevin. I'm going to back Kevin here. Timmy, look out. I'm all for the Milky Bar Kid. The Milky Bar Kid. He actually looks like him. (laughs) That's so good. He does look like the Milky Bar Kid. Oh, Kevin, you legend. You definitely need to get Milky Bar sponsorship. And if you don't, I'm going to get some stickers made up. (laughs) And we're going to stick a bomb the quarter of your car. And then we'll take some photos, send it off to Nestle. You'll have a deal by the end of the day. Anyway, I think that we'll leave it there. That's pretty cool. Um, not bad for a, a quick impromptu episode one of Racing Exposed. <laughs> so that was episode one. Thanks for stopping by and checking it out. And I'll be keen to hear any of your feedback and thoughts, some abuse even. Uh, so make sure you DM me at MansfieldRx on Instagram. And definitely say uh, stop by and say thanks to Dan for jumping on. Uh, I, I just pressed record and said, oh yeah, we're doing this podcast, by the way. We're up. Let's go. Let's discuss some stuff in RX. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And yeah, his Instagram is at Damrook40. So make sure you go check him out. Until next time, peace.